With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers preview as the Pittsburgh Steelers are gearing up for the Philadelphia Eagles Week 5, Heinz Field, 1 p.m. kickoff. That's right, a whopping 5,500 fans will be in attendance waving their terrible Taz, and it should be a fun time. Joining me, as always, on this Steelers preview podcast is other co-editor, Dave Schofield. What's up, Dave? How's it going, Jeff? Um, like like we said, like someone brought up in the live chat on the Scobro show, um, fifteen hundred or, or fifty five hundred fans. That means eleven thousand terrible towels because they need to have one in each hand for all the people that can't be there. <laughs> Brian Anthony Davis, how are you? Bing, <laughs> bing. Just like in the "It's a Wonderful Life," every time a bell rings, a Tennessee Titan. Test positive for we're gonna get to that. I want to start oh off though. I want to start off though with the fans because I, I've just saying that in the intro, I was like, you know, we should talk about this a little bit. News was this week is this big news, I think, for me and for any any Steeler fan, just to try to get back to somewhat of normalcy, if you want to call it that. 5,500 fans now that the governor, Tom Wolf, said that 7,500 was the new outdoor limit, but that 7,500 includes coaches, players, personnel, um, all anyone that's in the building. So it's going to be about 5,500 fans. Dave, you're a season ticket holder. Reportedly, from what I read, everything's going to be in the lower bowl. There's not going to be anyone in the upper decks. All 5,500 fans will be in the lower bowl. My first question for you all is, if you had a ticket, would you go? And the next question is, is do you think that it'll be noticeable? 
not so much from a visual, but maybe from an auditory. Dave, go ahead. I think from a player standpoint, it will be noticeable because like when Bud Dupree turns to the crowd and starts raising his hands, there'll actually be someone in the, in the crowd that could start yelling. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're trying to get the fans jacked up. You're not going to, it's not going to be super loud. I think they'll play renegade with this many fans. I think they'll do it since they're played renegade in an empty stadium. And then they didn't the next week. So, yeah. So I I think, I think they should go back to it. Um, it's going to be, let's just say this. If the Steelers didn't play two games at Heinz field without fans, it would be, they would be noticeable about how few fans there are. But after playing two games with no fans, it's going to be noticeable that they are there. Would you go if you had a ticket? If I had a ticket, I would go. And I, you know, I'm kind of bummed that, that, uh, you know, as you know, as long as I'm feeling well and everything, and yeah, every, everything's safe there, yeah. um, I just feel like normally the biggest thing you have to deal with is the crowd. But if you're not dealing with the crowd, there's totally 5,500 people there. You don't have to worry about. I wouldn't have to take the clipper. I wouldn't have to worry about parking. Right. I wouldn't have to worry about all those other things. And I feel like it would be so different and so spaced out that that it would be be very unusual, but kind of nice. Do you think the Kylo Ren helmet would suffice for a face covering? (laughs) (laughs) Well, saying saying I have to find the right gate sometimes to sneak it in because it depends on the security person whether they'll let me in with it or not. Oh, really? That uh, yeah, I've I've gotten turned back every time my dad's with me. I get turned back. So, um, but uh, I've that's why I I try different places. So yeah. I don't. Well, yeah, I, 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 I thought about wearing that to the grocery store to see if that would have worked this summer. <laughs> but uh, um, you totally should. No yeah, one will I, say I a word to you. No one will say a word to you. <laughs> Brian Anthony Davis, what's going on? Um, would you go to the game? And if so, do you think five thousand five hundred people is going to even make a difference? Or is it going to be like a literal drop in the bucket? To quote Jimmy the Yinzer. Yin's guys going downtown and that to see the Steelers. <laughs> They're taking on the Philadelphia Eagles and that. You know what? That's I'm so going down. I've had therapy already. I ain't afraid of no COVID and that. That's so bad. That's, that's so a good answer. That's, that's, worse, that's worse than the Australian. That <laughs> no, really it's is. Not. <laughs> now, now, you know what? Um, me, I'm not ready yet, but I think it's great. You know, go ahead, be in the stadium. It's going to provide a boost for the Steelers. It really is. Uh, you, If you remember back on July 4th when Michael Michael Beck, I think his name is, and uh, myself, Brian Anthony Davis, we uh, interviewed Jordan Dangerfield. And he said, hey, man, we asked him, when Renegade comes on, does that mean anything to you guys? It's like those fans, those towels, when we hear it, they pump us up. And so you're asking, is 5,500 fans a drop in the bucket? Will they make a difference? Well, Back in the day, there used to be something called a live album. Now, kids out there, an album is also an LP for long play. And what happened was artists would do a live album to go ahead and have a concert experience on your turntable or phonograph, if you know what that is. So um, we, we didn't have iTunes back then. There wasn't any CDs in that. So what I'm saying is when you put that on, Sometimes those were small stadiums, like especially when Steve Martin or a comedian would do a small venue, but the crowd was loud. So it doesn't, it's not going to matter that there's only 5,500 people. It's going to be loud 
those fans are going to be heard. They're going to make a difference. Like I said, I'm not ready yet. I hope to be soon. But I think if you're ready and like Dave said, if you're feeling good and you're uh, you're ready to do it, go ahead, do it. So I think it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm glad that they are back in it. I, I'm excited to see fans just in seats. I don't even care if they're just spaced out. You watch teams like, uh, well, let's see here. Kansas City has had fans all season. I believe Cleveland has had fans all season. Teams in Florida, teams in Florida have had fans all season. That's Miami, Tampa Bay, and Jacksonville. Um, and there's a couple other places that have also had Dallas has had fans so far this year. Um, it, you definitely can feel that there is some energy there. And I think that's what the players have missed. E- even things like the introductions, you know, they just kind of jog out on the field. There's no one there. <laughs> Seems really strange. I really wish they could give out those plastic megaphones to every fan so that it would just kind of help amplify the sound even more. But I'm sure that's against protocol of some kind. But nonetheless, the other news this week, which was ongoing, and it got me so fired up that I did an entire breaking news podcast on it, was the fact that the Tennessee Titans are the biggest Jags in the NFL. And I apologize for last week when we were on this show and we said, well, well, look, we get it. We get it. You know, it's the virus. It's contagious. It's, you know, I mean, it. the protocols are in place. Heck, Dave and I did an entire Let's Ride podcast on Monday morning about how the protocols and and all these things and who should be to blame if there's an infraction. And we all said if the protocols are good, it's up to the teams to enforce it. Well, what's come out, what's come out since then is that the Titans did nothing to enforce them. And I'm talking from last week, I'm mean, two weeks ago, all the way up until where we are right now, Thursday night, leading up into week five. Let me let's let's backpedal a little bit. The linebackers coach, don't know his name, don't care. He was around somebody that was positive for COVID-19 and did not tell the Titans. I guess that's part of their protocol in the report. Do you know anyone that says positive? He said no, and he had, and he had it. So that's kind of what started everything. Then the players weren't all wearing masks after video surveillance from the NFL said that they weren't following the protocols within the facility. It gets even better. It's like an infomercial, but wait, there's more. Players, after they were told to not practice in person, no in-person gatherings, you are shut down, everything's virtual, they're going to private school fields in Nashville and holding workouts, in-person workouts. And from last thing I heard, I can't I can't remember who it was, someone like Albert Breer or Tom Pelissero said that it wasn't just the, the main workout that was reported that we covered on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com of Ryan Tannehill and some skill position players. There were other workouts from other players. This outbreak continues with the Tennessee Titans, so much so that they just announced before we went on the air that their game against the Buffalo Bills was moved to next Tuesday in hopes that they can get their act together and have a few days of no positive tests, even though they had two positive tests today, Thursday. Dave, after all this stuff has gone on, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, well, if, there, if there's a positive test tomorrow, the game's off. How they handle that, we will see. But it's just what we said a week ago, I still I still am under that impression. And that was we should not have jumped all over the Tennessee Titans like some did. And then we're right and are like, look at me. I was right. You know what? You jumped to a conclusion. Just because your conclusion right was right without your data doesn't mean you were right to do it. 
You just so happened to, to have the correct hypothesis. We waited for the data. We gave them the benefit of the doubt, only to find out that this is not an NFL problem. This is a Titans problem. Yes. I agree. And all these people, and there's some in the live chat right now that are saying the season won't last. It's not going to, this isn't an NFL issue. This is a Tennessee Titans issue right now. You look at the new England Patriots, Cam Newton, positive uh, Gilmore positive. No one else is testing positive. No one. And so they're adjusting and the protocols are going into place. Brian, what are your thoughts after hearing all this? Let me tell you this. You cannot punish this team and reward the victims unequally. It is just not fair. And what I'm saying victims, these are the Steelers are victims of the Tennessee Titans because their season has been uprooted in a way. Look, I don't want to forfeit, but if you go ahead and you say, all right, Buffalo Bills, you're the second ones affected. And now we've already pushed the first game back. So we're just going to give you the give you the forfeit and the Steelers you guys have to play it out. Well, the odds are right now that the Tennessee Titans might not even be be getting to week 7 with the Steelers if this keeps on going. They were negligent and it's got to stop. And I think they, you know, you could punish them with draft picks. What does that mean to the people that actually did the crime? Nothing. You know, they need to look at this as who was patient zero and who let the cat out of the bag and started the problem? When I say not who told on them, but who really helped spread this and who was involved in it. And if you were involved in saying, I'm not going to be, you don't have to wear a mask. Screw what the NFL says. Don't worry about it. No, you're negligent. If you were part of the ones that were ignoring the NFL order and going to a private school where their students are, and you could possibly infect innocent people there, you are negligent. And so you can, they've got to be punished and punished severely. You know, you want to take a draft pick away? That does not punish an individual player. The players that were involved need to be fined. And also, the you like I said, you can't just take the Buffalo Bills and say, okay, you guys... You guys get the free game. Steelers, you have to earn it when you're the first ones that got uprooted. They're not going to be playing next Tuesday. It's not going to happen because the Tennessee Titans did not nip this in the bud. So it's going to be ongoing until they are punished and punished severely. You know what I say? I say you take this entire season for the Tennessee Titans and say, boys, I'm sorry, you are done. And you know why you're done? Because... It has to be treat everybody else that has been a part of the NFL that's been doing it right should not be punished because of their chicanery and their negligence. I look, I have no problem with Mike Vrabel, but if he was a part of it, he needs to be fined, not only fined, but suspended for an entire year. They did it because of Bounty Gate. Remember, Sean Payton lost an entire year because of Bounty Gate or eight games or something. Greg Williams might have lost a whole year. And that was just a bounty. This is a whole lot worse. This is public health. This is a pandemic that we have been facing as a nation since March, actually before then. And you are being negligent and you don't care because, hey, we're going to get our competitive advantage anyway, any way we want it. This goes all the way to the top. This is just not a few renegades. This is everybody. All right, you're checking your watches. I'm done. I need to take a breath. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, but hold on. I was on, worried on, about on. you, man, because you didn't breathe. <laughs> after all of that, okay, after yeah. all of that, you are if you are the commissioner, Roger Goodell, you find out all this information that we talked about prior to you going on your tirade. What's the punishment? You say suspend them for the rest. That They're done. The Tennessee Titans are done. Every team that has the Titans on their schedule gets awarded a victory. And then you are suspending Mike Vrabel for the 2021 season. Absolutely. And that's it? Are you oh, docking? I mean, oh, he said fines, fines too. Fines, I'm finding but... players that were involved. No hey. draft picks? Oh, yeah, draft picks. You know what? Just the other thing about draft everything. picks. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're like the is, Grinch. You're like the this NFL is like Grinch. The just taking penalty in college. <laughs> you know, they lose uh, recruiting budget in college. SMU, the Mustangs back in that 1983, eight, actually 87 era. You know, I mean, they were running amok. This is egregious. So, yeah. In fact, the draft picks should go to the teams affected. So the Steelers should get the draft pick. And they're not going to. They're not going to. First team affected, they should get the first rounder. Absolutely. <laughs> And, uh, and you know what? I don't want – don't get me wrong. And everyone's going to get me wrong. I don't want the Steelers to win a game easily. I don't want a game handed to them. I want them to play. But if the Bills lose a game, a team that's 4-0, lose a game – excuse me, don't have to play don't a, have game, a game, yeah. they're going to – they're going to have a, a competitive advantage over everybody else. So why is that fair? Make it equal. No soda okay. for you. Anything you ready for left. me now, Jeff? <laughs> he, he left crumbs, which were much too small for other whose mouths. Yes. Anyone that has kids that reads the book to their kids as much as I do knows you are the Grinch of the NFL. He's taking it all. Take it all. Yeah. All right. Go and ahead, Dave. I didn't even okay. swear, guys. All there right. No we, need to, we, we, we need to bring this anyway. back. <laughs> we need to put this in a different direction. When it no, came, I want to know what you would oh, do, no. Dave. No, no, no. Okay. I'm going to. But I'm just okay. saying I'm not, I'm not going to rant like Brian. I'm going to take a much different approach. When it came to the whole notion of a forfeit before, I'm like, no, the Steelers do not want to forfeit. Here's why. Over 100 years of the NFL, never been a forfeit. Do the Steelers want to be that one team that gets the forfeit? No. Uh-uh. Play the game. Do it that way. But if you're now talking about this continuing on and another team getting a forfeit, that's a whole different story. Because now the Steelers aren't alone in the battle. I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of put this out there in, in, in a way that we would usually hear from from bad. But he's already – he's too worked up to come up with something like this. It's kind of like the whole notion of, you know, you're, you're hanging out with your, with, with your boys in, you know, high school, college age. And, you know, there's a group of girls that you just kind of see over there that they're kind of a little bit different, maybe considered a little bit weird. You're thinking maybe they're a little bit freaky, if you know what I mean. If you venture out just you by yourself to th and, and approach one of these girls and, and you know, maybe it's a little 2 a.m., however you want to say it, you're going to be you're going to be that guy. You're going to be that one guy left on an island that, you know, the, the, the guys are going to ridicule or whatnot. But if you got a wig man that you're both going in and, and approaching this group and you're like and you're like and someone wants to give you a hard time. Someone else has got your back. You know, if the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers each each get a forfeit from this, at least, you know, people are like, oh, the Steelers. Hey, so do the Bills. Big whoop. 
you know, that have each other's back. It's kind of like that. You don't want to venture into unknown territory all by yourself. If you want to, if you want to go, you know, see what someone from that group's from, you know, take the wig man, experience it, not just by yourself. Okay, no, hold on. No, Brian, you <laughs> talked Brian, enough, Brian. No, Brian. Shut up. No, I just no, want to say how, no. I just want to say how no. proud I am of Dave. Okay. <laughs> I am so, seriously, I'm so proud of Dave right now. I feel like my young Padawan has finally embraced my teachings. Okay, so, th- thank you, Brian. Okay, Dave, but still, let's just simplify this. You're the commissioner. What's the punishment? Cool. I get what you're saying with, okay, another team had to forfeit. We're not saying that's happened or it's going to happen, but if it did, I get what you're saying. But what are you, what is the punishment for the Titans? Roger Goodell. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's got to come down hard. I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's going to go as far as forfeits. Cause to me, forfeits is like the ultimate punishment, but it's, it's going to be a lot. And I don't think a forfeit should be something that comes along just because, oh, well, we can't conveniently reschedule this game. No, that's not good enough. Okay. It wasn't convenient for the Steelers to reschedule their game, even though it was possible. So I I don't know if they'll go that far, but they are going to come down hard. You are going to see, I don't know if they're going to suspend players beyond this. I think you're going to get get front office people and coaches possibly suspended. I don't know that we still have enough details to have to tell you exactly who um, and, and whatnot. I just like we we know there's now that there's apparently it happened more than one time and we don't know who was involved in those. So it's this could be a really big deal that comes down. And I would I, I would be in favor of it because they knew what it took to have this season. And one team took it on themselves to basically say, eh, we'll do what we want to do anyway. If I were Roger Goodell, I'll keep this short and sweet. Then we're going to move on to the Eagles because that's what we're going to supposed to do here. Um, for me, I would say that if if they can't play the Bills game, if that game is going to be forced to be moved, then I say you forfeit Week Four, you forfeit Week Five. So a three and O team becomes three and two. The Steelers get their original bye week back, so the Week Eight becomes their bye week again. You don't they, they get an extra week. That's that's not the Steelers' fault. They did nothing wrong. And then they also lose draft picks. They get docked a first and a second round pick. I'll say a first in 2021 and a second in 2022. And then also a hefty fine for Mike Vrabel and company. I think that would be enough to send a message to the rest of the league saying, look, you you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And so that's exactly what you would have in that situation. So let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Brian Anthony Davis, you were on with Brandon Lee Galton, my buddy that I met a few years ago at our convention. We had a little meeting down in the district. He is the editor of uh, Bleeding Green Nation. He's a great guy. He's very knowledgeable. Great website. Impressive beard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a great he's he's a great guy. He's also a flipping giant. The dude's almost like seven feet tall. I mean, when you meet him, you're like, oh, my gosh. Great guy, though. Listen to the podcast. He dropped a lot of knowledge. Guys, I want to ask you one simple question as we start talking about the Eagles, and that is on paper, you look at the one, two, and one record. You look at the NFC East and how bad it is right now. You look at a lot of things like the offensive line, and it looks like this is a game the Steelers should just take with ease. But there's always something that scares you about the upcoming game. At least me, there is. So, Brian, I'm going to go with you first. Is there any part of the Eagles, can be offense or defense, doesn't matter, that gives you pause about this week five game in Heinz Field? Yeah, it's Carson Wentz 
being able to elude trouble and okay. and dumping that ball off to his tight end Zach Ertz or to one of those receivers out of the backfield. That's what scares me about this team. I've seen him do it before. Now, Brandon, who, like you said, he's fantastic. Check out that podcast, that Know Your Enemy podcast every week is great. And I'm not even on it. That's, and, but it's still good. But, well, you were this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess I was. But really, that's what scares me about this team. I am not going into this game. To, I'm not taking this team lightly. They came back on the, they came back on the uh, San Francisco 49ers. They're, couple years ago, not too long ago, they were Super Bowl champions. I don't think you really can take these guys way too lightly, and I wouldn't. Okay. What about you, Dave? Is there anything that causes pause with this team? Yeah. Um, just to real quick say, to, to back up what Brian said there, I actually went on one of Bleeding Greek Nation podcasts um, and that I think is going to be out tomorrow. And they asked me what I thought of Carson Wentz. And they're like, he's so terribly ranked with all these things in the league. I'm like, as the opposing team, you got to look at the best he can be. And that's what you have to prepare for. So that's the big thing with him, with the inconsistency is the Steelers need to prepare for him to be able to, he's going to come in and play the best, you know, the best Wentz they've seen before, not the guy that they've seen at other times. But when it comes to what scares me the most from the Eagles, I would say, I don't know how much it scares me, but what I'm paying attention to is their biggest strength by far, in my opinion, is their defensive front. So you've got to pay attention to that defensive front. The offensive line needs to keep doing their thing in order to stand up to that defensive front. Um, and although I think theirs is really good, I still think ours is better. Well, yeah. But, you know, the Eagles now, you're right. They they lead the NFL in sacks. I think they have 17. They've played more That's games, correct. obviously. The Steelers have 15 and three games. But still, that defensive front, Dave, I'm right there with you. That is a – we've seen the Steelers do it time and time again. It can wreck games. You can wreck a game with a dominant defensive front. And we'll get into our predictions and things like that in the second half of the podcast. But for this part – Man, I, I can't think of anything else. Now, if Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey play, that changes everything. Yeah. I mean, everything. Uh, there's a lot of people in the live chat that are like, you know, this, they're not that good. You put Deshaun Jackson, who's still a deep threat at his age, and Alshon Jeffrey out there. Now, all of a sudden, Carson Wentz has legitimate weapons. He has not had those weapons much, if at all, in 2020. Carson Wentz, although his accuracy has been an issue, all season, like Brian said, can still elude pressure, can still run them with the football. I hate those quarterbacks. I've, I've loved when they played Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning could never move. He would never, ever, rarely ever move. But Carson Wentz can tuck the ball, can run it. But I think that's a defensive front. Javon Hargrave is a part of a, what, seven or eight-man rotation. So it's going to be interesting to see how Randy Feetner – I shudder to think about it, uh, how he and the offensive try to scheme up this this game, and do they go with no huddle? Uh, but let's talk about this real quick before our first break. Brian, you said Wentz. You said you're concerned about his ability to evade pressure. What should the Steelers do defensively to try and counteract that? Anything in particular? They just got to make sure that, you know, I'm going to get killed for this, but you always want to spy. You want to have somebody making sure that he's not getting free on the sides when you're putting pressure in. Because when you're bringing it all up the middle and he gets loose, you've got to have somebody that's you know watching their back. 
Okay. And uh, we will get into the injury report, but uh, Mr. TJ Watt fell on it today. Is that concern you at all? Yeah, you know what? I I don't know how severe that is. I I have not had a chance to listen to uh, one of the best shows in uh, <laughs> podcasting today, the uh, Steelers injury report. Um, I'm about to do that because I that's gospel to me. But I haven't had a chance to really dig into it. But uh, you could probably uh, you know shine a little light on it for me. But that that's always a concern. Well, what the heck, Dave? The injury report. You read the article. You have uh, that handy? Yeah, I got it right here. All right, let's do that you, now. You want you want this? Well, the Steelers, I know. Well, um, yeah. That do you do want both. to talk Steelers? Or, okay, do Steelers. I I I was trying to get this article ready before the injury report came out, and I had everything predicted perfectly to a T, except them adding TJ Watt today. That was just completely out of the blue, which changed everything. The titles, of course, because I mean that's the headline. The yeah. TJ Watt did not practice today because of a knee. He did practice yesterday, so it's something that that came back up. But it's also reported that it was well, his knees bothered him a little bit. We're just going to hold him off to make sure it's it's rested up okay. I'm hoping that's the case. Tomorrow's the day where we find out. Derek Watt did not make it back. Marcus Allen did not make it back. Those They're two were playing. trending in the wrong direction. Might this might be that we get to see the. UG three active for the first time this season. That's true. Because that's who would come in in place of, of Allen most likely. And I don't know what the Steelers would do at fullback. Probably just not use one. Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald did that uh, week three, actually. Because that's all they had. Do they have someone like Zach Gentry um, active? So they have another tight end. So they could have a tight end at fullback. Do they elevate someone like Trey Edmonds? Although they did not protect him this week, like they did the week before, because he did some fullback last year. Yeah. Or is there, or are they saying we use it so infrequently? We're just not going to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, that's when it comes to offense and you're going to really miss Derek Watt on the special teams. Yeah. But when it comes to the Eagles, they had two players that did not, that, that did not practice um, their cornerback, uh, Avante Maddox, who, according to the to the Bleeding Green Nation guy I talked to today, he's not playing. He says he's not playing this week. Oh. Alshon Jeffrey did not did not participate. This was due to illness. So he was limited. He was limited on Wednesday, correct? I I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't have that in front of me because they don't. That wasn't nice that wasn't with now. an illness. That wasn't with an illness. The illness yes. is new. I think so he was he had, limited with an ankle or something like that. He had an injury, and then it was an illness today. So that's. I mean, he's been around long enough. If he can practice on Friday, he's all right. But your limited was wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, and that's a hamstring. It might be that he tries to go and then he can't because a hamstring yeah. for a receiver, that's not a good one. Then you have tackle Lane Johnson was limited with an ankle, and safety Rodney um, is. Is that McLeod? Is that McLeod? But yes. spelled differently. It's not spelled like Ray Ray. Um, <laughs> he has a hamstring. He was limited. Um, everyone else was back to full, um, like the other wide receiver. You know the hyphenate JJ hyphenated. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the best I can do. He was back to full, and then so, like Jason Kelsey, he was a full participant today as well. Their center. Yeah. So. So Brian's point, he brought up being spying, you know, Carson Wentz defensively and TJ Watt not playing. If he didn't, don't, if you're listening to this, don't wreck your car if you're driving. I didn't say that he's not playing if he didn't play. 
we'll see what Friday's report says about TJ Watt. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't even have a designation, yeah. if he's a full participant, just like Juju Smith-Schuster in week three where he missed Wednesday and Thursday and practiced on Friday and was fine. Um, but Dave, you bring up the defensive front. That's your concern mm-hmm. coming into this game, and I echo that sentiment. What should the Steelers do offensively, you think, to kind of really counteract that? Play hard. <laughs> you think I'm crazy. He's, the not, the gr- he's not the best color man in the league. Is, not the, best. Yeah. the offensive line <laughs> needs to show up. The offensive line can't have a bad day. They need to have a good day. If they, if they have a good day, they're fine. So I don't know that the Steelers have to scheme anything else. <laughs> scheme anything else. hard. They, they got to go out. They got to go out and put their hand in the dirt, and they got to push them harder than what they're pushing back. <laughs> I'm going to go because my concern was the same as yours. I'm going to say that I think the Steelers should definitely do a lot of uh, hurry up, muddle huddle, no huddle type offense to try to limit their substitutions. If Fletcher Cox Absolutely. is on the field, he's going to tire quickly. Don't let them substitute. Get, and my gosh, please get three wide receivers out there. I would love to see this be the game where they put Chase Claypool out there more than they have recently. Let the young stud run. Get in the football. Uh, the one thing that everyone's forgetting is I, one of his most impressive plays for me was the play that he fumbled in week three in Houston. It was just that quick wide receiver screen. He's just such a giant of a man. Get in the ball in space. Let him do work on those smaller defensive backs. That's what I'd like the Steelers to do on offense. But, you know, it's tough to beat the expert analysis of play hard. Hey, you know? <laughs> if you play harder than the other team, a lot of times you can win. Oh my gosh. All right. So, Hey, we're at the, we're at the midway point. If you're an audio platform, make sure you go over and check out part two. I don't know why you would after that, but anyways, if you're on YouTube, stay, stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. We'll be right back for the second part of the Steelers preview. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. 
You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.